Thank you for tuning in to the Growing Together in Christ podcast, where each week you and I take an intimate journey to strengthen our relationship with Christ. Every week, the podcast is an actual video that I recorded on Facebook earlier. Therefore, if you want to see the video, head right on over to Dr. Michelle White on Facebook. If not, enjoy the content here. Hey everyone, welcome back. I'm Dr. White. I'm so glad that you are joining me today where you and I together are encouraging one another to be Christ-focused. If you recall seeing a video from me a few weeks ago or listening to the podcast a few weeks ago, I recorded a video from the conference called D6, where it's taken from Deuteronomy 6 that this conference focused on equipping both the church and equipping the home to have gospel-centered, gospel-focused families that are so on fire that what's taught in the home is taught in the church and vice versa. It was an amazing conference that strengthened both entities to be gospel-centered and gospel-focused. One of the main stage speakers was Jefferson Bethke. I had never heard of him before the conference, but I was thrilled to learn about some of the work that he is doing out in Hawaii with his wife and children. One of the statistics that he shared during his main stage conversation really started to prick my heart and ask the question, what am I doing around my table? In his conversation, he discussed three cultures, the Amish culture, the Jewish culture, and then also the evangelical Christian culture. He talked about the similarities of the Amish and Jewish culture and that at their table where they go for all their meals, they have several books. They have, well, let's start with the Amish culture. They have a Bible and they have a book of songs. So every single time they gather together for breakfast, lunch, dinner, conversation, fellowship, everything they do is centered around the table. It is centered around those books. Those books, that Bible, the book of songs is being opened. They're singing, they're praising, they're talking, they're having conversation, the father, the mother, they're teaching, the older siblings, they're pouring out to those who are younger. In the Jewish culture, we see the Torah, we see the um, other books that may they may be teaching from as well. They're looking at how are we sharing what we believe with those who are around the table. They are sharing stories, just like Deuteronomy 6 uh, and 7 says, to teach them diligently, whether you're sitting or standing or whatever you're doing, you're teaching them. And so we see these two cultures having this table by which they are teaching future generations. The question that Jefferson Bethke asked at the conference was, what percentage of Amish, what percentage of Jewish culture retain their individuals? So hopefully you're understanding what I'm saying about retain and retention. Say that I am a young child growing up in a home that is an Amish culture. 
The question is, after I've been poured into from this table on a daily basis, probably three times a day, as I become an adult and I decide that I am going to go out into the world, am I more likely to go out into the world or I am more likely to stay rooted in the traditions of my faith and what I've been taught? So the statistic that he gave was outstanding. 95 to 97% of children that are taught around the table and in the Amish culture actually stay within their culture. The same exact number was held for those within Jewish culture, 95 to 97%. Now I know what you're saying. I know the question you're about to ask. Dr. White, what about evangelical Christians? We have things that we pour into our children. We follow Deuteronomy 6, 7. We're doing those things. What about us? What's our percentage? Well, I'm glad you asked. Our percentage is a low 36%. 36%. When I heard that, I gasped. I thought, okay, I'm, I'm understanding that as a mom, I, I'm doing my best to pour into my babies. I'm doing my best to pour into my young adults. But am I part of that 36% number with my kids or am I part of the larger number? It started me to ask the question, what am I? What is my husband and I doing around the table? Something else that was interesting was in the conversation that he had with the entire audience, he also said that when you look at our two largest celebrations in our Christian faith, it is Easter and Christmas where we go with 500 to 1,000 other people in a church and we celebrate that. Whereas specifically in the Jewish culture, there are larger holidays. If it's Yom Kippur, if it's Passover, it's celebrated, guess where? At the table. So even things that are important as far as holidays are done at the table. You know, it's no coincidence at all. God is amazing at how he designs things. There's no coincidence that Jesus taught around the table. He taught when he was partaking in a meal. He had fellowship. Again, we see examples in scripture. Specifically, I'm thinking in Psalm, I think it's 123 or 128, where we give this descriptor of a father sitting around a table that his wife is like the vine. His children are like these pressed olives oil. We see this picture and it says in verse three in that passage around the table. And so we see this teaching that is literally happening around the table. So I wanna encourage you today. What are you doing around your table? And I want to talk specifically to each group that may be listening or may be watching. So I'm gonna start off with you parents who have children of all ages. Your table at your home can be used in a powerful way to teach a powerful message. And my prayer would be that it would be a message, first and foremost, of salvation for your children. 
that you're teaching about the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior. First and foremost, John 3.16 is a verse that is said over and over, but sometimes I think it becomes a cliche. I need you parents to unpack that verse for your family around the table and talk about what that specifically means for your family. I also want you to, and this is for every group I'm, I'm encouraging today, turn the cell phones off, put them away, unless there is something that supports the devotion that you are trying to teach and you have found a video or you're even sharing this video or listening to this podcast, it's something of spiritual encouragement that will help with teaching doctrine. My second group, maybe you are a single parent and you're listening to this and you're watching this. Praise God for your heart to want to be around the table. I encourage you to do the same thing. Put away the phones and teach. Pull out God's word and begin to share with your children, thus saith the Lord, not the world. Have gospel-centered, Christ-focused conversations with them about what's happening in school. But allow the basis for your conversation to be rooted in this is what God's word says. Thus, we do this. Grandparents, you may be looking at this or listening to this and saying, you know what? My kids are gone. You're talking to married people. You're talking to singles. I'm talking to you too. Grandparents, when your kids have opportunity to have you babysit or have your grandkids over for the summer or for the afternoon or whatever that may be, what are you grandparents doing around the table? You can begin to be an example to your children and to your children's children as you begin to have gospel-centered conversations around your table. I want to encourage you grandparents to begin to open God's word in front of your grandchildren and find a passage, just not a verse, but a passage. You know how we've talked so much in the past about hermeneutics and the correct way to interpret God's word is through other passages. You just don't wanna read a few verses ahead or back, but you wanna read the entire context. So you may be sitting at the table reading three chapters in order to understand what God is trying to impart in a certain scripture that you may call your favorite scripture verse. So grandparents, singles, married couples, I encourage you as you are pouring into them, do that. Now, another group, you may be sitting, listening, watching and saying, Dr. White, I don't have kids, I don't have grandkids, it's just me and my husband, or it's just me, period, or my husband and I are empty nesters and we don't have grandkids. If you are an individual in any of those categories, I still ask, what are you doing around your table? If you're eating with someone, again, put away that phone, pull out God's word and use it to strengthen your relationship with whoever you're having dinner, breakfast, lunch with. If it's your spouse and you haven't had kids yet, pull it out and begin to prepare for what that table will look like when you do. 
If you are on the opposite end and you're empty nesters, pull out God's word and talk about what you are going to do to strengthen your marriage. What knowledge from God's word can we use today at breakfast, lunch, and dinner around the table to become knowledgeable in order to strengthen where we are? And if you're an individual, what can you do by yourself at breakfast, lunch, and dinner around the table to learn more about God's word? Because regardless of what group you fall in today that I have called out, the more knowledge you have about who he is and whose you are, the better you are able to interact with the world. You are able to have godly answers for unjust things. You are able to have godly answers for unjust people. You are able to have godly answers for your brethren and your sister in Christ who are struggling because you spent time around the table. One thing that I love about this conversation about being around the table is that you slow down. You slow down and you recognize who God is. You recognize his sovereignty and you are just in awe of who he is. Just slowing down sometimes allows our heart to work properly. And I'm just not speaking from a physical standpoint because physiologically slowing down does allow benefit to your heart. But I'm also talking psychologically and I'm talking spiritually. You have the ability to be heart healthy in all those areas as you slow down around the table and learn more about who he is in your life. What are you doing around the table today? Until next time. I'm so glad that you chose to listen to today's podcast on growing together in Christ. My prayer for you is that something resonated in the podcast slash video that you will be able to implement in your life today. If you want to see the actual video, you can view it on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Just search for Dr. Michelle White, Michelle with one L. Until next time.